Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the SysTakers Snapshots podcast. Today, I'm your host, Colin Brown, and I'm joined by Will Pintar. Guten Tag. And Adam Tudy. Hello there. And today, what we're going to talk about is just a few lists we've been trying recently, how we've been iterating upon them, what we've been trying out, and what's been working. So first of all, Adam, what have you been flying lately, and how have you been finding it? So uh, lately, I have been, because we've all been a hyperspace sort of mood, I've been playing about with TIE Strikers. So when we went to Preston, it was Darth Vader and three of the Sentinel Strikers, the Initiative Ones with Proximity Mines. As I said in the episode, played against Josh Wood, and he had Captain Veroff, who is the TIE Reaper, that if the attacker doesn't have a green token turns a dice to an evade just automatically which did loads of work and obviously the interaction is really nice in that you spend the focus on your attack it turns his ability on so tried him out on tuesday when we had our little first of the month tournament and it, it was all right what right. was the rest of the list sorry so it was so the two strikers with proximity binds and then vader is the most interesting bit with hate and fire control so it's it's quite bare bones on to, in terms of actual upgrades. So it's two Sentinels, a Reaper and Vader. The Sentinels try and run forwards, get into positions where they can get in the way or bomb things. Vader flanks around the sides and then the Reaper will dirtle about at the back, coordinating and then, in theory, coming in to get its, its guns on target. I kind of came away from Tuesday feeling like I was getting in my own way with the bombs. Wasn't really any good places to drop them. Uh, one of the things from Preston was that actually engineering bumps by slooping and being able to then drop bombs on people's heads worked really well, and that was cut down by the fact that I was then trying to navigate around my own Reaper. So I kind of want to stick at it, but the strikers are just so saddening when they blow up. <laughs> They've got four hull and two agility, and, and they really do just go pop do you think are you going to keep trying the proximity mines because for something that does just go pop they're quite expensive yeah the the proximity mine puts them up to 40 points and i think the answer is probably no so i've had another look at them i do want to stick with the striker itself mainly because i don't just want to fall back to flying vader and ties now obviously uh, the winner at preston simran i think i believe his name is Obviously, he flew four ties in Vader, so it is clearly quite good. But I don't want to just fall back to that. I want to try out the striker because they are quite fun and, and weird to fly. But that proximity mine makes them very expensive, and you feel bad if you've not used it. Another version of the list that I would like to try is Vader, and then drop the Reaper all the way down to a Tie Fighter of some variety, probably just a, an Academy or like maybe Night Beast or something. If there's points but making the strikers into name strikers, specifically the PS4 guys, Countdown and Pure Sabak. Yeah, yeah. Because um, Countdown is the one that still can take a stress to cancel all dice after neutralizing. So you can take like a, a Torp, for example, and if they get double hit, double crit, you roll your greens and go, well, yeah, that was pretty bad. I'll just ignore all of that, take a stress and take a damage. Yeah. Which really goes the other way in terms of them popping. Hopefully. Yeah. Uh, that leaves then... with a lot of points, though. Just looking. So you can fit in Vader mm -hmm. with 8 and FCS. 
And then Countdown, Duchess, and Pure Sabak with no upgrades, and that's 200 on the nose. Is it? Yeah. Okay. I hadn't looked at that, I'll be honest. I was kind of keeping to two strikers. Uh, but it's, I mean, like, if you do but, drop all the way to an academy, I mean, that frees up a ton of points. It does. That's what you do with it necessarily, but. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, so I was aiming to sort of have a bit of a bid. I'm not massively invested in the bid because the bid is such a weird thing. I, I really strongly feel like you're either at between naught and five points or you're some sort of madman flying a two ship list. You know, uh, not well, pointing at anybody in particular, um, with like a 16 point bid or whatever it is those hand wedged lists are running at. Um, and yeah. There's no point competing with them because I'm just losing ship. But equally, I feel like they've lost ship by going I'm, all the way down. I think the only people I've seen flying that list are, are very competent, like pilots, really. And I think if you're a not so accomplished pilot. I don't think it's an it's definitely not an automatic win list. You have to be a good pilot. I mean, I've seen it piloted well in extended that list as well as you know in hyperspace with hand wedge. We're obviously talking about it, and uh, I, I think you, you've got to be fairly accomplished to be able to achieve something with that list. You, you've got to be a decent, a decent, a yeah, really decent standard player. I mean, uh, for me, the the list that I, I'm talking about now with the strikers in its original iteration of the three of them with bombs. great example is that I went two and three. I wouldn't say I had a, a great day. I enjoyed it and everything from a, an outside game perspective, but in terms of actual game time, didn't do very well and would quite happily put the list away again if it wasn't for the fact that hyperspace is a grand total of four ships per faction. That mm. being said, the two lists that I beat were people who had taken hand wedge and... They were being all kind of flirt, you know, flirty and skirty with Wedge over in the corner because they didn't want him to get pincered. So Han was left to do all the work. And he's got Hotshot Gunner, which is great, except Striker's going to fade. Yeah. So I just evaded um, and just dodged most of his attacks. And then, as I said, engineered bumps where I could then just bomb him. Um, and Wedge doesn't like left, being left on his own. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, that's a good one. Particularly when one of the strengths of the strikers is that they're still three red dice mm-hmm. rather than a TIE Fighters 2. Yeah, interesting. Well, it'd be good to see what, what you come up with. And obviously between now and the, the hyperspace that we have next week, you know, mm-hmm. it'd, be, it'd be interesting to see how it, how it pans out over the next week or so with all your practice. Yeah, definitely needs more table time. Yeah. All right, interesting stuff. Uh, Will, what have you been flying lately? Well... I think my list, the, the one thing I am more proud of than anything else is the name. Um, <laughs> so, um, we, we've called it the Han Sandwich, and I, I think that's pretty cool. So it's 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 Han Sandwich between two U-wings. So I've got Han, and I'm, I'm trying, I'm working on it. It was originally Han Solo, Magva, and um, a Partisan Renegade. I played that. I thought it was quite good. Magva was not as outstanding as of what I thought it'd be. I was expecting to see more torps in hyperspace. It turns out that I played Tim's swarm. I played a few other people's swarm, and they were only getting one re-roll anyway. So it actually ended up not being as good as what I thought. To that end, what I did was that was I kept Han pretty much as it was. Uh, so Han has Lando Calrissian, hot shotgunner, swarm tactics on him. The partisan renegade's got TAC officer, layer, and pivot wing. 
Now, I'm still unsure about having Leia on the partisan, and I've spoke with you, Coleman. Maybe we're looking at putting it on Han. And then I swapped out Magva for Befic two tubes with perceptive co-pilot. I've put fire control system on there, but I'm not, I'm not sure about that one. And he's got his pivot wing. Sensor the list is pretty good. I've, I've got a pretty good record with it. You know, I'm, I've, I've flown it a few times on the table. I've gone, I think, five and two. I've got written down all right, with the list so far. So I'm, I'm, I'm confident in it. I'm happy with it. You know, um, especially in its new iteration now with Bethnick. I was playing it uh, last night. Then double focus were really coming in handy and passing one off straight away. And I can coordinate hand with a boost or whatever I want. So it's it's been good. I like it. It's a good joust list. It's got a lot of hull. Yeah, it's interesting because we talked about it a while ago and there's yeah. been a few different variations on it have come up. So yeah. your one is quite jousty, you know, it's like swarm tactics, just kind of get in people's faces, try and kill some stuff and then, you know, run away with Han and as an endgame ship and just hope you've done enough damage. Yeah. And, you know, use Leia to get the Ewings in blocking positions and stuff. But there's a lot more things you can do with it. Like there's a lot of kind of quirks, I suppose, or like little things you can change. For example, I haven't been when I flew it. I wasn't using swarm tactics. I put on yeah. trick shot and I put on uh, just a shield upgrade, just for an extra little bit of health. And when I what I tried to do was kite with Han, so just run away around the rocks using the U wings to give him all of the tokens, so that if he's in range of something, he's not taking that much damage. And you just kind of plink away for a while, and then you, when you feel you're getting caught, you just spin your U wings, Han bursts out of there. You know, he's on the run, he's not pinned in, and you're still doing loads of damage. It's a really flexible list, which is very interesting, I think. I played against Jamie Perkins, who's flying Han, um, a partisan renegade, and Wedge. And in that game, I mean, it, it, it was I beat, I beat him in the game, but not not with this list, with uh, Hira Han. Now, I beat him, but after seeing the list, I thought it was quite good. He... I've mentioned it before on the podcast. He was using more of his partisan renegade as a like coordinate, a, a bulky coordinating ship. I said to him, I said, I, I think you should be using your U wing a bit more aggressively, if anything else. And then he he did, and he changed his tack, and he started using his U wing more aggressively. And uh, you know, he actually started. He said to me, he's actually started winning more games with that U wing aggressive mentality. Because let's be honest, it's a three dice ship, four dice at range one. It's not to be. Sniff that, you know what I mean? And so, eight hole with the two greens is not going to explode anytime, is it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly, you know, and it's got some tank about it. You know, use it as a tank. And he could have orchestrated bumps and all sorts in that game, but he didn't. He kind of used it and moved it away to coordinate. So I was like, well, I like that. I like Han. The Han build was good. He had, and I liked the U-Wing. And I was like, but I'm, I'm not a fan of Wedge. I don't do arc dodging, let's be honest. I mean, if you've played me before... You realise I'm not an art dodger. I'd like to get in your face, brash you up, and then get out of there, and then come in and, and, and get in a knife fight. That's what I'm about. But and I, w- I was looking and I was trying to figure out what I could put with it, and it turns out another U-wing is pretty decent. <laughs> and I think Benthic is like he's a really good addition, Benthic with perceptive, because he's kind of getting the best of both worlds. He's coordinating a ship. Well, not coordinating. He's giving an extra action of passing off a focus while also keeping one for himself. So he's a gun is still dangerous. Yeah. I think he's a really um, clever, clever thing to add in. 
Yeah. Well, I mean, everyone's going on about these five Y-wings, five Y-wings, banging on about it. Now, I know he's going to love me saying this, but I played Bob. He had a tactic with the five Y-wings. I just went for the straight-up joust. I went for him. I wanted to see what whether it could joust the five Y-wings, and it turns out, guess what? It can. His was the five Y-wings with bombs, though, not all with veteran turret. So I yeah. got away with a bit of that. Not uh, as jousty. Not as jousty. Like no, I don't feel like it was. But I think but, it's still a good point, though. Like, this is a list that can, like, you know, those four-ship rebel builds. You can just joust into it, and you'll be fine if yeah. that's what you want to do. I mean, it's not necessarily always going to be the best thing to do, but like you're, I don't know, it's still it's a scary thing to just run into the jaws of. Yeah. I was going to say, I don't want to give too much away for the list, but the ham sandwich, the ham sandwich, so it is, is partly what the list does as well. And if you see it on the table, that's kind of what I do. I sandwich in between Wedge and the U-Wings and just unleash hell. And that's the idea. I mean, I've, I've flown against Swarm, albeit someone who managed to get to a final, our lovely producer, and I beat his swarm just, maybe maybe shouldn't have, with the, with the few minutes we had left. And I just got lucky, I think, against swarm. But that was when he first picked up the list. So how it do against the tie swarm now against Tim's list, I don't know. I think Tim might have the edge, but I'll have to play it and get it on the table and play Tim a few more times for next week to find out. Yeah, it feels like the kind of match where the rock placement is going to be game-making to me. Like, if you can set up the rocks in such a way that the ties can't pin you in, mm-hmm. they're in a much better position than if, like, say, the tie player brings all tiny rocks and you're just kind of out in the open. That'll be hard to win, I think. <laughs> I've just got a lovely message from Tim on the uh, group saying he'd ruin me. Right, happy with that. <laughs> well, well, I'm interested in hearing how that goes and we can see what changes you make to the squad. Is that what you're thinking of bringing to the hyperspace trial element? It, there's that and one other list that I've got to try out, but I've got to buy more U-Wings. <laughs> <laughs> All of a sudden, they're out of stock everywhere. It's not just the expertise expansion anymore. So moving on then to what I've been playing. So we talked a little bit about when we went to Preston, I brought Poe and three A-Wings, and uh, I didn't play well for reasons that I won't mention as my wife is in the room. But... <laughs> It was the Irish enjoyment. It, you could say that, I suppose. <laughs> so what I thought coming away from that day was there was parts of the list I liked and part I didn't. So I liked, generally, I thought the A-Wings are okay, having a Blue Squadron recruit for getting in there and blocking and being a threat in that regard, and then having the two I-5 A-Wings, you can just ace it up a little bit, you know, block higher initiative things and arc dodge, get around swarms. But I was happy with them and the base of, of what they were. But I wasn't that happy with Poe. It was my first time trying him with R4 Astromech, which gives him blue hard twos on top of his other blues. Um, and uh, I did that to make him ch- cheaper. I was at 191 points with nine points a bid. But that ultimately ended up being unnecessary on the day. I found I was either thoroughly beaten in bid or I'd thoroughly beat my opponent. It doesn't seem to be, it's kind of a bit of in limbo that low 190s region and the r4 astromech i didn't like it because it i just felt i had to be way too passive with poe i had to run away so much because i was at a risk of getting blocked so i made a few changes i dropped the torps from poe to see what else i could fit in and i changed r4 to bb8 because bb8 i feel lets you be a lot more aggressive at i6 you can wait and see 
where your opponent goes. As long as you've dialed in a blue, you can barrel roll boost and arc dodge, or you can use it to set up double modded attacks whilst remaining unstressed. So I thought that would be quite good. The other thing I did was I put advanced optics on the A-wings to see if it would boost their offense. And I put Lone Wolf on Poe, just for a bit of, again, trying to mod dice without stressing them. And all of those basically were okay. I would say advanced optics was a little bit underwhelming. I found I rolled... Because the A-wings, you've not got that many. You're running away a lot. or well, You're not running away, but you're trying to avoid attacks, and you're not massing attacks. So a lot of the times, I don't think it was that effective. Like, getting that extra hit wasn't really that important. And Lone Wolf, I just wanted to say, is surprising. It's like, it's a four-ship list, so Lone Wolf sounds like madness. But it actually worked quite well, because Poe... People go after Poe so much. He's like the base in the list, and he gets to run away with Black One. And then once he's done that, and he's on the other side of the board, Lone Wolf is procking all the time. Mm. So that was actually pretty good, at least in the late game. What are the A-Wings like for defence? Are they, are they popping, or are they being able to withstand things? Generally, I find they survive quite well. I mean, obviously, it's every now and then someone will roll hit, hit, crit, and you'll blank out, and it'll be a direct hit. That's just... That's just A-Wings. That's just how it goes. Yeah. For people who remember Snap Crack A-Wings from 1st Edition, I played that a lot. So I'm used to my A-Wings dying. It doesn't doesn't wind me up that much anymore. <laughs> Ultimately, where I think I'm going to land is somewhere in the middle of the two lists. I'm going to try BB-8. Basically, the list I took to Preston, but swap out R4 for BB-8 and see if that, you know, changes the list to my liking. I felt... I think BB-8 pose really good. Yeah. yeah it's just I, a I, question I... of... Do you find you need the BB-8, though? instead of a normal BB unit because it doesn't add a charge right it's just the extra, it's just a boost as well so it doesn't add a charge no but it's a BB astromech is six points and BBA is eight like it's for those two points I kind of feel yeah it probably is worth it I mean a BB most of the time will be just as good mm-hmm. but I just try and out having that extra flexibility I mean, A-Wings clearly must be good. I mean, they've just won five A-Wings. They've just won two tournaments. I mean, Holland and... Utah, I believe. Utah. So, you know, it's... I mean, I don't know who's flying it. I've not seen it flown. I don't know how it's won, if I'm honest with you. I, I, I can't see how, but the people are clearly proficient with it. Um, so they, there must be something to it if it's winning tournaments. Maybe Poe is the killer blow, or maybe you should just go to five. Maybe. <laughs> So I think that's like, those lists are very, I suppose, similar in a way, although there's not that one kind of key piece that like Poe is. But I have to say, I did see one at one a second event. I bought my fifth one. <laughs> yeah. Our resident uh, A-wing man. Yeah. I'd like, it says enough that I had four already. But so yeah, a little teaser for next week. The plan I'm going to have over the weekend and early next week is to play a, a bunch of games with five A-wings and see how it, how it works out for me. It's because... I'm not sure, basically, because the snap crack A-wings, I had a definite, I knew what I was doing. I was trying to get in people's face, lock them up, get the snapshots off. But with this list, maybe you don't want to do that, maybe because you don't get the damage off in time, and you want to play them as a bit more like five little AC things. Mm -hmm. Do you know what the build is like with the five? I believe it's five of your choice with advanced optics and heroic. And maybe some other bits and pieces. So you can fit like Lulo, Tally, and three of the Initiative 3 guys, or drop down to some Initiative 1 guys. But yeah, I think I'll try a few oh, different really variations. 
Yeah, I think we get him on the table. Obviously, it's going to be a lot of practice for me next weekend, even if it's on my own on the kitchen table um, in prep for the hyperspace season. I'm, I'm gutted I miss Preston, but I'm not missing our one and I'm not missing a few others. I've already bought a ticket for a few others, so <laughs> it's looking good. I'm jealous. I've got <laughs> along, me and producer Tim are TO in the element one. So that will be it for today, I think. Do you guys have anything else to add on to the end? Um, I think the only thing that I really wanted to say when we were talking about Will's list is the Ewing is a real standout for me in terms of how it's transitioned into version 2. Like The fact that you now flip the card before you move and it can be a 90 degree. It's such a huge change. Whereas in like version 1, as you you joked, it was the expertise expansion because it was like, I'm going to do this move and then I'm going to make myself one agility for the next turn. Oh, and by the way, next turn I'm turning round. Yeah. Yeah. Also layer. It's pretty crazy. No, nothing from me. I'm, I'm happy. Okay, so that is then a goodbye from Will. Au revoir. <laughs> a goodbye from sure. Adam. Goodbye. And a goodbye from me. Goodbye. And hit the top, you gotta play around. But soon you will find that there comes a time for making your mind up.